What's going on, Rowdy Reptiles? It's your boy Patrick Young here for another episode of The Young and the Rowdies. Again, thank you guys so much for all the support. Um, week in and week out, it's been a pleasure and an honor for me to be a part of this awesome uh, project, I would say. Uh, thank you so much to the uh, media, the field of 68 Media Network that has again made this possible. Don't forget to subscribe and share on any and every platform that you're listening in on this podcast. Give us some feedback. Let me know what I can do better, who you're trying to get on the show, any questions you have for the upcoming guests. Uh, but anyways, this week we're doing something a little bit different. I got my good friend, uh, the guru, Jeff Goodman. We're going to talk some Florida basketball after uh, winning four straight and having a nice gritty win on the road against a really tough West Virginia team that's you know really well known for its defense. Uh, the Gators struggled last night. So, uh, Jeff, what did you see last night? You know, I, I, they have won four straight. I started to feel good about them. I think everybody did, right? Everybody started to feel like, wow. And, and I think everybody is rooting for this Florida team because of, of Keontae, right? And, and everybody wants this Florida team now. They latch on to them. It would be a great story if, if the Gators uh, end up getting in the tournament and making some noise. Um, you know, South Carolina isn't very good. I mean, I don't know if they they look past them, Patrick, because they have won four straight and they're starting to feel themselves. Their margin for error just isn't that great without Keontae. It isn't. And Scotty Lewis right now looks like somebody who came back from from COVID. He does. I mean, he he doesn't he doesn't have the energy. It feels like he, he's got to be more assertive on the offensive end. I've been saying this all year, and occasionally you'll see it from him. But I feel like if I'm Mike White, it's make a mistake. It's fine. Shoot the basketball, be aggressive, be assertive. He is so good in the open court. Now, again, the big question for Scotty is still his shot, his decision-making in the half court. But, man, like if, if you don't utilize him in the open court, to me, you're missing out on something. But, but again, he doesn't look like himself yet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if they – are you sure that they concluded that he did have COVID? I know he had a illness but definitely does not look like himself at, at the moment. Um, you know, I, I uh, uh, again, tough loss, tough loss, tough loss, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily sure. I, I just think a guys didn't show up. I think that it was definitely a trap game where uh, you're starting to feel good. You're starting to find a rhythm. You come off a, a game that means a lot. Um, a game that's going to mean uh, big things coming down the end of the season as far as getting into the tournament. And then, you know, we got this unranked losing record South Carolina team that comes in there undersized. Uh, and then they beat us on the boards, 43 to 35 out rebounded, um, started the game off extremely slow and um, took a little bit of a lead going, you know, starting that, that second half, but just the shooting wasn't there. Um, I think Coach White definitely has to do, do, get, do a better job of getting us some shooters. Uh, having only Noah Locke, which he is a phenomenal shooter, um, he doesn't do too much else uh, great as far as getting to the basket or creating his own shot. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. he's a His strength is very strong of, of being able to shoot it, but he was 6 of 16 on the night. Um, and just overall, the last five minutes of that game, I think they, they had one point. Uh, where they went the last 205 scoreless. You, you, you know, that's just something that can't happen. But you can't put your, allow yourself to get into that situation. You can't, you can't allow a team right. to come into your place and, uh, you know, lack that energy and be down, you know, 10 points to start the game off. That's, that's something that just can't happen. 
and I know it's hard these days, right? I mean, you've got, um, you know, with everything going on, it, it's hard for these kids and, and you try to make excuses as much as you can for the, these kids and what they're going through, you know, testing, whether it's every day or three times a week. And, you know, you're not allowed to do some of the things. I mean, you, you can't, some of these guys can't even eat with their teammates. I mean, can't even eat, which is so ridiculous because we know what's happening in the locker room. Like, like out on the court, they're all spaced out. And then when they go in the locker room, and I've been in these locker rooms, I, I was there at Mohegan Sun back in November. They're on top of each other. I mean, it's the same without masks on. So it's like right. all for perception. It's all for perception. That that's what it is. But but I do think again, the key for this season, as much as anything, is really being able to uh, engage with these players and figure out ways to push buttons. And I, I love Florida staff. I do. I love all those guys. I think there's as high character guys as, as you, you can get. But I think that's, that's ultimately they're going to be their biggest job because they have enough talent to make the NCAA tournament for sure, even without Keontae. But to me, again, it's, it's, are you pushing the right buttons to get these guys to play hard to me, whoever's playing harder this year is more important than ever. And you know, it was important when you played forget a pandemic. It was always important. The team that played harder generally had the better, unless you were going up against a team that was just super talented. Um, but there's not a huge disparity between the talent and the SEC this year. There's not. There's no great team. I mean, Alabama looks really good, and they're talented, and they're older and everything. But, like, most of these teams, you can throw in a hat. LSU's talent, who I think they have next, LSU's talent's probably better than Florida's, but they can't guard a tree. Like, <laughs> you've got to guard. Like, that's oh, yeah. the thing. You've got to – in this game coming up, you can't be soft. You've, you've got to be tough as crap, and, and you've got to bring it to, like you said, do what you didn't do against South Carolina. You better bring it to LSU right away and, and absolutely um, jump out on them right away. Out of reach right now, that, that loss definitely did not help. I think uh, Alabama, last I checked, was 9-0 and in conference play. Uh, pretty, pretty difficult to, um, uh, you know, try to catch those guys right now dropping a game uh, as such. But, you know, I want to, I want to ask your opinion on this because, you know, me being a Jacksonville guy, um, I'm able to, you know, Jacksonville has definitely done a great job of picking up its talent level as far as basketball. Uh, Coach Jim Martin is doing a fantastic job um, uh, along with other programs here. Uh, Alex Fudge decided to leave college early or high school early and join LSU, you know, forego his senior year of basketball and for me, I was like, you know, I can, I get it, but you're, you're not going to play. You know, if you were, if you were leaving to go and play, you know, why, why forego, you know, finish what you started, finish, you know, you let, you let your guys down. They actually had a really good shot of winning a champ, uh, you know, a state championship and he's, you know, phenomenal kid. You know, why would you want to give up that opportunity to uh, continue to be a high school, a kid, to still be a kid in the high school level and then. You know, you're, you're not going to miss any of the preparation. You want to step into the, the, the COVID protocols and all this stuff. Right. Like, why is that appealing to, <laughs> you know, what's your take Patrick, on? The only way you're doing that to me is if your high school season is, is canceled, right? right. That, that's the only way you would say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to college anyway. I'm, I'm doing my whole season remote, you know, my, my, my year and our season's canceled. Then if you want to enroll early, I'm all for it at that point. You might as well, you know, get a jump. But you're not even getting adjusted to college. I mean, honestly, 
this year's not really college for most. So you're going to go there and, and like you said, you've got all the COVID product protocols anyway. The only thing you're getting, you're getting a chance to be around your teammates, the coaches, uh, obviously, you know, strength coach, that'll be important for Alex probably, Absolutely. But, but ultimately enjoy your senior season with your friends. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine uh, doing that, especially being a you know top recruited guy and then coming out of Providence and just being like, well, guys, we got this great record and a shot, uh, but you know, coach Donovan wants me to come early. So I'm going to come and, and just train and practice and not play. Uh, you know, and, and I'm like, man, this kid better be one and done. <laughs> I'm like, he, do this. he yeah. better be one and done because I would, I would just feel so much regret as far as letting my team, my high school guys down, you know, that's, you, you don't get an opportunity to do that. Um, and your buddies just hanging with your buddies and, and, and graduating with your boys. Like it just, again, I think football has, has ruined it to some degree, Pat. I think football, they do it all the time now. So now with basketball, they're starting to do it. And honestly, you're seeing most of these kids that reclassify. Devin Askew at Kentucky. Primo's been pretty good at Alabama. But but most of them aren't ready. They're, yeah. they're not ready to play. Villanova just had one do the same thing this year. But I think, if I'm correct, I think his senior season was scrapped up, up in, in the Northeast. So it's okay. a little bit different. Right. Um, hey, I want to hit you with something. I want to hit you with something. So – because I don't know if you've talked about this in your pod or not, um, your career right now. And, and I want to hit you with a couple of questions of like all the places you've been. All right. Okay. You've, been, you've been to a bunch of places. I love traveling overseas. I love it. Like this is killing me last summer that we couldn't go anywhere. You know, my wife and daughter, we've done Italy a couple of times. We've done Greece, uh, you know, Spain, you name it. And and I love it. I love it. What What's your What's your favorite place that you've been, your favorite country, your favorite city, and why? I feel like I have to be careful because I have friends that, that listen <laughs> in and they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're overseas. So I, I don't want to, you know, disappoint any Olympiacos fans or yep. wherever. I, but um, the best places that I've lived have to be uh, Athens. It will be number one. For sure. It's, it's the closest thing to uh, being similar to kind of New York. You get four seasons. It's a very business savvy uh, place. There's a lot to do, especially in the nightlife. Um, people are always out and going. It's not overly expensive. Um, I really love the people in Greece, though. The weather there year round is awesome. The people, the food. Uh, I was so, I, you know, I was there uh, these last few months from um, October till December. And it was so different. I mean, I still enjoyed it. But as far as being in the middle of a lockdown, that's why, like, you know, I was talking to my dad last night and he's like, you know, what are you uh, planning on doing your basketball career? You know, I'm still keeping the door open, but I'm like, I have no interest in going overseas and being in a lockdown. Why you, would you? What? Go home, go to the gym. Like you, you go over there to have the light. Like if you're going to be over there for 10 months, you got to enjoy your life too. You don't go over there just for the job. 100%. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, Israel, I wish I got a chance to really see more of Israel, even though I was in the middle right. of nowhere. Uh, you know, Scotty Wilbekin's over. Scotty Wilbekin and Casey Prather uh, are over there in Israel right now. Um, but they're in a lockdown. Oh, they're in a lockdown right now, as you can imagine. Um, but I don't know. I, I, hope, I hope one day I can go overseas to Europe and just enjoy it and it not be for work. How is Turkey, Pat? How is Turkey? 
so fortunately I got to go to Turkey before, um, you know, they had that coup and before Erdogan got that new, um, whatever passed that allowed him to not be a dictator, but, you know, be a dictator, but, you know, so I got an opportunity. It was my first experience going overseas after getting, I got cut from new Orleans, uh, seven hour drive from new Orleans to Jacksonville, all my stuff in my Honda Accord on my parents. What am I going to do? You got this opportunity to, you know, $200,000 to go play in Turkey or you go to the G league and we're like, you know what? G League is awesome, but let's get some guaranteed money. Uh, so, because you know the struggle in the G League is real, man. You, they're not they're not making, making much money. At so that like, point, at that point, it was like twenty five grand a year. It was twenty five grand a year. If and there's only I think there's only two players making that. You know, right in the bus, not great living situation. Right. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take the jump and just do something, do something crazy. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, you know, I uh, uh, two days later after getting cut, I was on a flight, went over to Turkey. Uh, didn't realize traffic was that bad. After, after I landed, uh, going through the airport, through customs, maybe that was an hour or two, two hours to get to the, to the bus or to the, to the hospital in traffic, six hours in the hospital through the medical testing, wow. get to the hotel that night, you know, and I, and I, what, one thing I knew about uh, Turkey was that, you know, they're, they're Muslim. So they pray five times a day. And I was like, I really respected that. Me, me being a guy of faith that they really take priority in that. But I had no idea it was played on the mall, the megaphones, uh, you know, five times a day. No. So when the first prayer came on at five 30 in the morning, oh, <laughs> so loud, like in my hotel, I thought somebody broke in and was trying to kill me. So <laughs> going through all of that, they asked me to play the next day. We had shoot around. We had, you know, the plays were very simple, but it's like, dude, I got like two hours of sleep. <laughs> you want me to play? <laughs> I got zero points, zero points and one rebound that first game. And I'm like, man, these fans probably are going to like hate me after this first game. Like, what did they, you know, what kind of player did they just get? And fortunately I got some rest the next day, had a really good game. And and for me, the rest was history, but I really did enjoy Turkey. Just, I hated that traffic, man. It was, it was crazy. Like it would take you two hours to go 10 miles. Um, But yeah, it was was a good opportunity there. Awesome. Wouldn't, wouldn't replace it. Um, all right, so you played with Brad Beal for a year? A year. One year, yep. 2011-12 season. You know, it, it's funny. When Beal was drafted, he was drafted behind Michael K. Gilchrist. Isn't that crazy? And I remember telling Kentucky fans, because I tweeted out, I'm like, this is this is bananas. Like, Brad Beal is going to be a great pro. I mean, he just – he knew how to play. He had the size. Now, he didn't – if if I remember correctly – he didn't shoot it well in, in college, college no. right? From three, he, he shot it fantastic well. in high school, fantastic shooter. Uh, but he struggled. He struggled a lot in uh for early on in college. He didn't really break out into the tournament, which is a great time to break out and yeah, show people what you can do. What what That's- what's your favorite Brad Beal story uh, playing with him? Because he was kind of a chill dude to to me when I dealt with him. Uh, are you surprised? Go with your favorite Brad Beal story first. Okay. Um, you know, Brad was pretty chill guy. Um, he just came in with his hard hat on. Like he, I don't know if he necessarily knew from the beginning that he was going to go one and done. I think it was a really tough decision for him uh, to decide to leave after, after uh, probably speaking with coach Donovan and others. 
But I remember when Brad came back after he got drafted and he came back to college to work out with us and the guys and goodness gracious. And the NBA did from, you know, not saying that he, he was struggling, but you know, as far as his level to the rest of the guys, the guards that we had at the time, it wasn't too, 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 too far off when he was in college, you know, everyone was competitive, but he came in that year after he was dunking on everybody. Nobody could stop him. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what happened? I was like, Brad, why didn't we get that last year, bro? Come <laughs> on, man. We would have for sure beat, we would have for sure beat Louisville if we had that. But uh, yeah, man, I, I just, I just really hope the best for him and that, um, you know, the situation it's, a guy that's doing what he loves struggles so much with winning yeah uh, and I hope somehow in his career that can turn around yeah I mean listen the the thing with these days is uh, if you don't like where you're at you and, and you've got leverage which players do in the NBA you just say I don't I don't want to be here anymore and eventually they're going to move you and and I think you know it, it'll be interesting to see if that's where it gets to right now it's it's him and Russell Westbrook instead of him and John Wall and, and there's a little bit of a novelty, um, but ultimately, and I love their GM, Tommy Shepard. I've known him for forever. Uh, great dude, um, works hard. He'll try to get talent there, but, right. you know, again, you're kind of, you're hamstrung a little bit with, 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 with the contracts and everything like that. And isn't, you- that, isn't that, you know, a double on top, you know, these guys, you got to get paid. And then it's almost like shooting yourself in the foot because, yeah, you want to get maxed out. Right. And you deserve that money. Don't get me wrong. Like that's the way that it works in the NBA. You know, you're a superstar, get superstar money, but it cripples you yeah. when it comes to building a team and, and to compete. And, you know, I saw the stat the other day. I think they're like, Owen 10 when he scores 40 or more points. Wow. Some, wow. Something, something ridiculous like that. I was like, wow. <laughs> so I, I got another, you, you got to get me, a, I need a good, uh, I've known Eric Murphy since he was like oh, man. 14. All right. Like, I think I was the first one to ever write a word about Eric Murphy. Uh, saw him when he was at St. Mark's. I know all three of the, the Murphy brothers well. And uh, you got to give me something good on Murph. And we got to get Murph on the pot at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. I wish you would have given me a heads up on Murph because uh, my brain just goes, <laughs> I think about Murph. There's so yeah. much. I had, I had three years with Eric Murphy. We, uh, we lived together for two we lived together my my sophomore and uh junior year we lived together what was he like um, what was he like to live with oh he was so chill man eric was so chill he just stayed in his room um he he didn't really do much there uh at the same time uh i think we both watched how i met your mother when that was coming out as well gosh my favorite eric murphy story I just, I remember uh, one practice, Eric, he didn't come in with like a great attitude. Not a great, say great attitude, just one of those days where you're just like, uh, you know, just trying to go through the motions. And I was, uh, you know, I was ready to go that practice. And I dove for a loose ball um, in practice. And, you know, he was just trying to do, pull a little Cam Newton. You know, the ball's loose, didn't really try to, <laughs> didn't really try to dive on it or, you know, get it. So I, you know, I, I didn't on purpose, but I, I like hit his ankle. Um, and he came up hobbling a little bit and coach Donovan was, you know, got after him, uh, just like, if you would have came here ready to practice today, you, know, you wouldn't be hurting right now. You know, just, just one of those things. But 
you know, Murph was a warrior. Um, I loved, I loved playing with that guy. Um, I think it was, it was tough for him to find his, his, his role early on as being a, a non-athletic. What I love about Eric is that he is so brutally honest with himself about not being athletic. <laughs> yes. It's like when I, cause he and I, uh, last summer or not last summer, January, February, we were doing rehab together at, um, uh, OSMI is a physical therapy place in Gainesville and the phys- our physical therapist was always like yeah man you're you, you, as an explosive athlete you know you should be able to do that he's like yo I am not explosive this is, about, this is like this is about as high as I could jump before I got hurt so like I'm pretty much close to like being ready to play <laughs> just the way that he says stuff man I, I love that guy to death and uh, he just awesome. happens he, he's playing ball again yeah. He, he has some hip issues as well. And, um, but him and his family, they're fantastic. I love those people. All right. So going back to the Gators, we'll finish with the Gators here. Um, what do they have to do, Pat? What do they, what do they need? What's the kind of the one thing when you watch them that you say, Hey, this is what they need to happen for them to be a team that not just gets in the tournament. Cause uh, let's face it, Gators fans, they're fine. Okay. You get in the tournament. That's one thing, but, they want to they want to advance like they're not happy with just sneaking in as like a 12 seed they want to yeah. advance and, and and be a team that's in the hunt what what Absolutely. has to happen but, uh you know the, the gators did basketball just re- announced that Keontae johnson's uh condition or what happened back in december 12th was not due to covid uh that he will continue to be um, a part of what he's been doing with the team is coaching and being around and, and hopefully uh, he, he's going to be a voice for his fu- upcoming future. We're not, I mean, still a lot of questions. Can he still play, et cetera, et cetera. We, I can all see that that void of him not being there that the team is missing. Um, it has been awesome seeing Trey man um, come out of nowhere, not say come out of nowhere, but it's just awesome to see how one year of difference can, can, and that's what you want to see happen with these guys. They come to college, they get better. Uh, they improve. And then, you know, you hope that they can go on to the NBA and do the same. But as of right now, um, Jeff, it's it's tough to be a consistently great team, especially in this time. It's going to take a lot of mental fortitude. I I think, as you said earlier, this coaching staff, I got a chance to be around them. They do a fantastic job of just being so encouraging and pushing these guys, holding them accountable. Uh, They make them, whenever they get upset, they make the guys drop and do, you know, quick five pushups. Um, but they some somewhere in what they're doing, they have to stay that like, that has to come every game, whether it's going to be Colin Castleton and Omar bringing that consistency. They can't get out rebound by an undersized team. Uh, the, the, their up and down press defense, whatever their identity is, that has something to be something that they're bringing consistently. And, you know, you can't have that. Uh, you can't as Billy, as the great Billy Donovan would say, human nature. You can't allow human, drop the H, human nature. <laughs> you can't allow human nature to, to bite in and get you away from doing what your, your identity is. So uh, I'm not exactly sure what that one thing is. I know, I know Coach White is pushing those guys every, every day. Um, they're facing so much adversity with everything that's going on as far as uh, health, uh, just dealing with COVID, life outside of the court's not the same. It's got to push through. Life is, life is hard. Life isn't fair. Um, you got to just grit down and control what you can control and push forward. And um, hopefully they can, they can figure that out. Can't drop anymore. 
Oh, you, I mean, they can drop some more, but not any, any big ones. You know, we got to we got to we got to make make this tournament. We got to. Well, you got to avoid you got to make the tournament and you better avoid the eight nine game because the last thing you want to see in the second game is Gonzaga or Baylor. Like those mm. are the two teams you just you don't want to see at any cost, like just avoid them. And to be honest, you look around and you're like, OK, whether Villanova was the number three team in the country. They just lost to St. John's at home. Now they had a 27-day layoff not that long ago, so I don't think they're back to what they were. Actually, that's a good question for you. Okay, so if you – because you've had injuries. If 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 you're out for two weeks, if you're out for 14 days, Pat, and you can't really do much, maybe you can do some want-to-know stuff, but you can't practice. Um, how long do you think it takes – before you get back to a hundred percent, what what how what type of injury or or as far let's as let's say it's out. just COVID. Let's say it's not it's not an oh. injury. It's just literally you're kind of not necessarily. Some schools are locking their kids in their rooms and they can't do anything. Right. Other schools you're able to go and work out one and zero maybe right. with one one assistant coach rebound right. for you or whatever. Well, I got a chance. It's, it's, it's great that you mentioned that to actually talk to Anthony DeRuji. That's with the Gators right now. He had COVID earlier uh, and started coming back, coming back into the season. And he was like, bro, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that, you know, the, your wind is completely different. And I had COVID myself. And I, I know like, even after I passed through the symptoms, that shortness of breath and that conditioning is something that really is gone, let alone basketball timing. You know, a lot of these guys probably are not necessarily touching the ball uh, when they're out. Yep. Uh, so, and and in the middle of the season, you're just jumping in the mental. I, I, if you can actually even find your rhythm in the middle of the season, it might take some time. Uh, uh, after after being day. out with COVID, not you playing. Every day off is you need one day back to get, like if you're off for 14, you need 14 days before you're back to hundred percent. Does that sound right or no? That sounds, I think that sounds in theory, it sounds like it, it could, it could work out, but as we see with, with COVID, it is affecting everybody so differently. Yeah. Um, I, I would like that to be the case, but it's, that's tough. That's a tough one, Jeff. I, I'm not sure. It, it could take a month for these for guys to find that. It could take a month for somebody to find that rhythm. Yeah, um, I, I do think it's different. I do think the other thing for Florida fans to understand is, again, other than Gonzaga and Baylor, and, and, and I started to say this a minute ago, there's not too many teams that can't be beaten on a given right. night, whether it's Iowa, whether it's Villanova. We saw Houston lose last night to East Carolina. I mean, East <laughs> Carolina, they stink. Wow. Now, part of it is, again, the mental part, right? The mental part of all this is really important, and that's where, to me, uh, if you're Florida, if you're Mike White and the staff, you're working on that as much as anything else. Cause you've got talent on this team, even without Keontae, they've right. got talent. They got to get Scotty back to being Scotty in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. They definitely need him, need him to step up um, some kind of way. I'm not, we're not exactly sure what he's feeling um, coming back from that, from that illness, but definitely the mental, the mental part right now, you got to make it fun for these guys too. Um, because they, they are for sure pushing through as best they can. They're, you know, 18 to 22 year old kids trying to enjoy this game and their college experience. And they're not getting to, to really enjoy the, the other parts of being in college as, as you normally would. So that's definitely wearing and tearing on these guys. So you can got to give, you know, we got to give these guys some slack as far as stepping in and, um, you know, not, 
necessarily always being there or maybe experiencing COVID fatigue in a different way. You know, I'm not having to get stay in my dorm room and this and that and wear a mask everywhere, wear a mask on the sideline. That's <laughs> right. we're like you just said, we, we, we just beat West Virginia and we're celebrating, we're hugging each other, we're throwing water on each other, we're screaming and hugging, and then we got to sit spaced out on the bench and mask on. I, I don't get it. It's all, like you said, perception. It's all for show. It's all for show. Well, listen, hey, continue to do a great job. Uh, I'm so glad we brought you on because uh, it, it's funny, and for people that don't know this, uh, Pat had to pretty much convince me that he could pull this off overseas. I was very reluctant to bring you on because I was just like, it's hard with the time change and, right. you know, you were hurt at the time. So it was a little bit easier from that perspective, but man, you have, uh, you have crushed it. I know I've told you this uh, off camera, but I'll tell you this on camera too. Uh, you have a very, 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 very bright future in this business. And uh, whenever you choose to end your playing career, and uh, I hope it's on your own terms, right. um, you, you will, you'll be great at this. You already are. So I appreciate you, you come, you know, having me on, uh and and continue to do this and uh i hope it's been fun for you i hope it's been fun for everybody that that listens and watches you and uh i know the uh you know down the stretch here you're gonna have some good uh some good guests on we're trying to get chandler parsons you know chandler's still kind of in a little bit of a holding pattern right now we will get him at some we point will get right chandler. We'll get yeah him. we will get chandler yeah, we uh, it's it's been a, it's been an honor, man. I I didn't know exactly what to expect, but just the uh, I remember where I was exactly where I was at when we had that made that phone call. I was in in Greece in, at a at a little outside restaurant, uh, and then when you had the, we had the call, I stepped out, so we we started talking about it, and then my brain just started like putting together uh, how big the podcast can get and and where it was going, and it's it's been awesome, man. It's been above my expectations. Um, I'm, I'm thankful, thankful that, uh, you know, getting this chance to connect with you and, uh, you know, follow your shoes and who knows where it can go, but, uh, yeah, thank you again. You got it, my man. We'll talk soon. That was Jeff Goodman, uh, my good friend covering college basketball. If you need to know anything that's going on in the, in the sports world, you can always trust his opinion. He knows what's going on better than just about anyone else in the game. So grateful to have him on as my guest of the Young and the Rowdies. Uh, please share and subscribe. Next week, we will get back to our regularly scheduled program, trying to get Casey Prather, Adrian Moss, and uh, Carrie Brack Blackshear Jr. on here soon. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much. Please remember to subscribe and share. Gator Nation, stay rowdy.